Welcome, 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 wherever you are in the world and whatever time of day it is. This is Andrew Mowat welcoming you to episode one of the EdTech Toolbox. This is a collaboration project coming out of the Ignite EdTech team, and I'm the lead learning partner for that team. I'm responsible for developing the learning portal of Ignite EdTech, and this is a part of that project. Why this, why us, and why now? EdTech is growing in its impact, but also growing in its complexity, and making sense of the opportunity of educational technology is very difficult for teachers and leaders these days. Parents too, maybe. While there may be a number of EdTech podcasts out there, the unique approach that we're going to be bringing here is not just sharing maybe some tools and some interesting apps that might improve the way you deliver teaching and learning in your classroom, but we also want to bring in other models that help explain why these sorts of tools might be useful. We also want to give you a robust framework from which you can determine the best way to use this technology. And a bit of a sneak peek later on in this first session, I'll be talking about the three key questions that you need to have before you roll something out in the classroom. I'm uh, someone who's very attracted to bright, shiny objects with technology. I love beautiful design and I love fabulous functionality. And I'm very easily wooed by technology. And so one of the things that I want to finish off with today is what you should do. Two questions before the key question of how can I use this technology in the classroom. So this then is all about broadening your understanding of how you use educational technology to further teaching and learning. And one of the reasons I frame it like that is because this may not and should not be restricted to teachers alone. I have loads of friends in the thought leader community who are providing wonderful thought leadership and training, coaching, development to adult audiences. And I think that EdTech has a part to play in that domain as well. Typically, educational technology or EdTech has emerged out of the K-12 and the tertiary education space. And increasingly, every day it seems, there is a new app, a new platform, a new solution that is, uh, I guess, not bombarding us, but certainly uh, showering us with opportunity and choice. But one of the things I'd like to do in the audience that I'm trying to reach with this is to bring the ideas that we might see regularly used in the education domain and bring them out into more of the learning and development space for business and industry, maybe. So broad audience, anyone who's wanting to use technology to be able to further the impact of change through the agency of learning and teaching. Two separate things. So we will look at technology that will improve the learning game. We'll look at technology that will improve the teaching game. And within that, the cycle, of course, of preparation, delivery and assessment being the three stages of any engagement where we're trying to teach in some way or form. This podcast is also a little bit different. Now, I'll look back at this, and you may look at this now like this, and and think maybe this seems a bit rusty around the edges, a little bit on the amateur side. And I'll have to admit to you that 
I've used a lot of technology, but I haven't done a lot of podcasting. So I've got a lot to learn. And maybe along that learning journey that I share with you, you might pick up some things along the way. So you'll see over time, the production quality will improve. And you'll see perhaps my craft will also improve. But one of the things that strikes me about the podcast world is that you listen to it on an audio app, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. I tend to consume on Spotify myself, but I'm aware of a number of others that are more popular for podcasts than Spotify. But it tends to be an audio-only environment, and engaging in two-way conversation can be difficult, particularly synchronously, but certainly asynchronously. A lot of these platforms don't have the opportunity to provide um, commentary back to the producer and the author of the podcast like myself. I'm happy to be corrected with anything I say uh, and anything that comes out of ignorance like that last statement. Feel free to uh, reply to me and uh, help me improve my knowledge base by understanding things like that last statement that might be erroneous. But it's certainly in terms of my experience, when I consume a podcast by listening, often when I'm walking, there's not the opportunity to engage in a dialogue with the broad community. So one of the things that I'm seeking to do with this is to have this podcast sit in a few places. Firstly, you might be listening to this in Spotify. You might be seeing this on YouTube, in which case there's an opportunity to engage in dialogue around this particular episode and future episodes. But where this will live more deeply is on our learning platform, learning.igniteedtech.com. Now, on this platform, we're rolling out a series of courses and programs, and this podcast is one of those free programs. I hesitate to call it a podcast, but it is. It's following that format of me recording something hopefully of use and utility for you, I'm publishing it in a few different places, and then you engaging with this asynchronously. This is not a live session. The reason I want this to live in our learning portal is that in this portal, just like a course, uh, we can take the hybrid approach where I can wrap other resources in the section that, that supports this episode. So if you come to the learning platform, and there'll be links available for you to navigate to this portal. If you come to this portal, you'll see that around this session, there are other assets, other learning assets, such as guides, maybe some supporting videos, uh, and even some live sessions that will be coming up that sit within the flow of a course. So this is really a bit of a hybrid experiment to bring the opportunity of podcasting and blend it with the functionality of courseware. Now, we use this courseware to deliver programs for learning, and in many ways, I'm simply hijacking that to use this for communication. On this platform, there is an opportunity for you to engage with the community of people who come on board and be a part of our learning.ignitedtech.com community and you'll be able to engage with people using the elements of the course player, such as the Discuss tab, which you'll see on the left-hand side. If you're seeing this in YouTube, feel free to add comments, questions, and challenges in the dialogue below. And if you're listening to this on audio, 
please come and join in with the discussion in the places I've just mentioned. I've already mentioned who this is for. Um, really, it's about anyone who's using technology to engage in learning and teaching in some way. And that might be through pedagogy, typically our K-12 or um, K-2 tertiary domain, and anyone who's involved in adult education, andragogy. And I'd like this to reach all of those audiences because all of us can learn from each other, not just me to you, but I'm very keen for me to learn from you as well. So this next piece then, I, I just want to set the frame in this first piece here with uh, how we might approach EdTech and the opportunity of different tools and the use of those tools. And I'd like to frame that in terms of our current world. And of course, we know that the world has changed tremendously in the last 12 months, particularly through the use of technology. Throughout the program and throughout the series of podcasts, I'll refer to some of my favorite tools. Um, and two of those I'll call out earlier. One is David Rock's AGES model, which stands for Attention, Generation, Emotion and Spacing, A-G-E-S. And this describes the pathway of adult learning, but is a useful model also for framing good teaching practice in a pedagogical sense. And the other is a typical um, robust model out of ed tech, in, especially in the K-12 domain, from Ruben Puntadura. And this is the SAMA model. And SAMA stands for Substitution, Augmentation, Modification and Redefinition. And I'll be talking about those two models throughout the series of podcasts that we run. Now, one thing that will differentiate, as I mentioned earlier, is the integration of metacognition and even some neuroscience. I'm someone who's passionate about making sure we give strong foundation to practice out of evidence neuroscience and evidence research into education. There are so many fads in education which were not based on evidence, and these come and go, and I want this to have substance in both science and in practice. So you'll see me referring to models that um, stand the test of time and stand the test of research, whether that be science or practice. So to frame that, I want to talk about my own journey through education. And I was on a, a session earlier today um, talking to a group of people and I recounted how my first year of teaching, and I'm a little bit shy of telling you this year because it will give away a good part of my age and it's a bit scary, but I started teaching biology in a small country school in northwest rural Victoria, Australia, a place called Rainbow and hi to those people who might be listening from that area of Victoria. I started then in 1984 teaching biology and then their head of science at, at Rainbow High School had purchased three brand new off-the-shelf Macs. And you might remember um, the Macintosh computer was released in 1984. And I think somehow, a bit like a virus, that inserted itself into my learning DNA and, and the passion. I could start to see, not that I used these devices in any way that was useful, but somehow that seeded my love and the intertwining of technology throughout the rest of my career. 
As I moved from that role into other roles, I moved into more of a technology role with some schools. And up until about 1995, most of my practice was going about, it was teaching about the technology. Uh, it was all about how to use Word, how to use uh, the, the software, how to use Windows. I remember teaching in TAFE in adult education a whole term at a time, teaching people how to use MS-DOS. This was before we had GUI-based interfaces. And the whole of the term of teaching was about building people's lexicon of knowledge about the command line environment and what commands to use. It's really teaching a language, not technology. 1995 saw me take on a role at a, at a Greenfields First Nations school, an Aboriginal school in uh, Eastern Victoria. And this suddenly opened my eyes to the the concept of teaching through the technology, not about the technology. The idea of embedding and integrating the technology as a tool, taking the focus off the technology and using the technology as a relatively silent tool in the classroom. So the only explicit teaching about the technology was that that, that was sufficient to scaffold the learners to use the technology and beyond that it was just to continue to use it as a tool. And since then my journey with EdTech um, I didn't know it as EdTech until much later on, to be honest, um, was all about going through the technology and not stopping and, and having the technology as the end point of the teaching, so to speak. My early days, and some of you will remember these days, um, was all about teaching typing skills and teaching word processing skills uh, and not actually forgetting about that and just using good learning and teaching to integrate the use of that and and organically learning about the technology and the tool and the platform along the way. So that gives you a sense of where we're going with this series. We will highlight tools and I'm at risk and at fault of being wooed and wowed by technology as anyone as mentioned earlier on. I have been the self-professed Minister for Bright Shiny Objects in many of my workplaces and I become an advocate and a champion for a lot of things that I see and tell people, wow, you should see this and I reckon you should use that. And even in my recent time with colleagues um, with a number of thought leader groups around the world, I'm still doing that. I'm acting as a champion for the use of technology, but often just by introducing the idea of this piece of technology to start with. And we'll do that in this podcast series. We'll show you these tools. And most often, a lot of you, hopefully nearly all of you, will be wowed by these tools. But I think there are two questions that you need to ask before you go into racing off, um, downloading and using these in your classroom. And these two questions are powerful learning design questions in any context. And the first is, what change am I trying to bring? What's the transformation that I'm looking for? Whether this be in a single class in mathematics in P5, whether it be in a training program about how to have courageous conversations, you must identify 
the change that you are promising and trying to deliver on. Now, a subtext to that line, I think in the world we overpromise and underdeliver in terms of the transformation that we position. So many professional learning programs have wonderful intent and implicitly or explicitly promise a particular transformation. But for all sorts of reasons, certainly not uh, the, the intent of the trainer or the author, but all sorts of reasons get in the way of that transformation happening. So one of my burning platforms this year has all been about this idea of how do we get better bang for buck? How do we get better transformation, better change that we see in the classroom, in the workplace, after having done some teaching and learning uh, using technology in particular? So with that in mind, you must stay grounded, first of all, in the design that sits around what change am I trying to bring to these learners, to these participants? The second question really sits around the problem you're trying to solve. And arguably, this might even come first. I think we need to ask both of these questions. What problem am I seeking to solve? Now, that's probably more relevant in the adult learning space because in many ways the curriculum does that for teachers. The curriculum provides the focus of the problem you're trying to solve. The problem being, for instance, that kids need to better understand the use of Pythagoras in the execution of solving problems in mathematics. So that's a problem set. But we might also have problems like, for instance, in courageous conversations, skilling people up to avoid default patterns of giving feedback that simply don't work. So that's a problem that I'm seeking to solve. And the transformation I'm seeking to give is to move people from default um, inefficient ways of landing feedback to much more effective and powerful ways of giving feedback, particularly in creating change in learning in others. So those two questions, I think, should always come first before you consider the technology. The third, then, is how will I use this technology to solve that problem and provide that learning change? So then it becomes the proposition of how do I use this technology to solve this problem and create this change? So that's the frame for this whole series of programs. Each podcast will look at a single theme and I'll be also bringing in members of the Ignite Tech team, either for them to run a session alone or for us to have a conversation along the way to explore the technology, its use case and user stories about how it has solved a problem and created a change. And of course, by solving problems and creating learning change, we are moving people through the ages model that I spoke about, where we're going through attention, generation, which is work, and emotion, and providing a space between each of those opportunities. And of course, then we'll be using SAMA to assess the power and the opportunity of a particular uh, piece of technology, a tool, a platform, an app, even a device. Does it uh, simply enhance um, what's been going on before, or does it create the opportunity to do something that was not possible before and really ramp up the opportunity of change through the agency of the technology itself? So thank you for listening so far. Please give me a bit of wiggle room as I work out 
all of this production um, of recording through to um, publishing uh, and you'll see these uh, podcasts finesse over time. I'm really keen to learn as much as I can from you. So please uh, get involved in the conversation. Contribute back. If you've got a story you'd like to have shared that you'd love to be interviewed about, if you've got a favorite app that you think goes through those two gateways of what learning am I trying to create, what change am I trying to promise, and what uh, problem am I trying to solve? If you've got something you'd love to have highlighted on this, please jump on and make comments either in the YouTube forum or pre preferably on the learning.ignite.edtech portal and in particular this podcast um, program that you'll be seeing on that platform. So before I sign off and finish up for this podcast today, I'd like you to know about this sister podcast from Ignited Tech's Craig Kemp. Now, Craig is a good friend of mine. I'm collaborating a lot with him through the organization of Ignited Tech, and he's now been running this particular podcast for quite some time. Each week, he drops this on a Friday, and he has wonderful interviews, great tech tool tips, uh, and I've learned a great deal just from listening to his guests along the way. So this is coming out of the same organization, and this is the first of the learning.ignitedtechs uh, podcast, if you like. But I'd really love you to be aware of this fabulous podcast from Craig. And Craig's a real thought leader in the edtech space, a wealth of experience, and a wonderful connector between practitioners, schools, organizations, and the vendors, the uh, edtech companies themselves that provide fabulous and unique solutions. So check it out. I'll have the link in the show notes. But if you just look up the Ignite EdTech podcast on your favorite platform, and maybe even here soon, we'll have this podcast sitting on the learning platform for Ignite EdTech. So with that shameless plug, let's finish up on this first session. From the next episode, we will start to talk about tools that are making a big difference in the delivery of that transformation that I mentioned before. In the meantime, I'd love you to contribute back on Twitter, uh, and I'll have all of the links here for you so you can check that out. On Twitter, on this platform, learning.ignitedtech.com, on the YouTube channel, what is it that's your favorite tool? What's a great story that you can bring that can illustrate how you've used a technology to either improve delivery through the moment of teaching or massively transform the outcomes in the moment of learning? I'd love to hear that. I'd also love to know about what you think your go-to tool has been over the last 12 months um, that has really taken your opportunity and your teaching and learning, be it in the adult world or the, the K-12 or tertiary world, what tool has taken your teaching and learning into the realm of something that you could never have thought was possible before? Have a wonderful week ahead. I hope that's been helpful today. Grow well. <laughs>